Welcome back, Dog Nation. Conference Championship Week is officially upon us. Since 2011. 
that means no player on their roster, not even Ed Ogeron was with the team back during that time. So in a big game like this, the mental side of the game is going to play a factor. I know a lot of people like to overlook it, but again, these are humans, and this is college football. If we were talking NFL, maybe we could take that out of the equation and just come down to the stats, the numbers, and the matchups across the board. But momentum will change, and the team that reacts uh, the best to adversity is going to put themselves in the best position to be successful. Now, you can, call, you can call this a revenge game if you want, because last time we played LSU in Death Valley, we weren't, we weren't, so, we weren't so good. Let's put it that way. But <laughs> the game got away from us. And sometimes that does happen, and I think we have the defense now to prevent that from happening again. Now, if you want to take uh, a common opponent to kind of put the two teams in relation since we haven't played yet, go to uh, Auburn's LSU game. That's a team that almost went to Death Valley, came away with a win this year. LSU came out with a W, 23-20. to Now, what do we have in common with Auburn? Uh, a good defensive line, a great front seven, and I believe our secondary is much better than Auburn. So if you Way better. That game, I think that will be the closest thing that we can relate to as to how we may be able to stack up with LSU. Yeah, I think that, you know, the you know, and what I was intending to say about storyline too, uh, and I, what you just said was all very, very solid, uh, especially – like my George Pickens reference, your psychology reference. We are killing it right now. I, I just want to say, you know, I think that Georgia's offense is better than LSU's defense. And although those two areas are quote-unquote weaknesses for both of us, I think that's actually where we have the edge. I think that that's where we'll make the difference. And I think our defense is going to step up. If we can just get a little bit of pressure on Joe Burrow, you know, meanwhile, jamming up those receivers, messing up the timing, I think it's going to be a go-to victory. And for us, we have to have this win. So, LSU, you know, people are saying they're in it no matter what. Well, they're in it no matter what. We have to win the game. <laughs> so, I feel like I'm, if I'm playing a team that's in it no matter what, they have a good chance of losing. They talk about the Braves at the end of the season. You know, I feel like that's LSU right now. They don't, they don't realize they're high on their own supply, and everyone's hyping them up, telling them how great they are. Meanwhile, they're hating on Georgia. We got better recruits. I think we got a better coach. Although I love Coach O, so I think we really do have the edge. And I think Georgia fans can at least be comfortable that this game is not going to be a blowout. This game is going to be close, and I think that we'll win. So. Um, that's that's my little two cents on the storylines for the week. Because as fans, we have to hear this all throughout it, not just, you know. So do the players. You know, yeah, and so do the players. And it, and it feeds back to the public. I was driving this week. I had a guy from, you know, Chicago, and he's a big Bears fan, but a, a Big Ten guy, and he likes the Wolverines, but he follows Ohio State because he has to. They're the competition. And – you know, he was telling me, you know, you guys messed up, Justin Fields, this and that. Oh, I mean, it was torture for me. It was an hour. And I had to hear about how bad Jake Crum was, how he was a game manager that wasn't better than McElroy or any of the guys from Bama or that one dude from Hoover High. I forget his name. Do you remember? Tell me. From Hoover High. 
Who does? You watch that? Oh yeah, you love that show. What What was the dude? The Bama guy? Jake, Jake Parker Wilson? Yeah, John Parker, Parker Wilson. Parker. That yeah. guy. <laughs> he was saying he was him, and I said, "No, sir." A little bit better. <laughs> a little bit better. And he's got. I don't really even know where that narrative comes from because yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't either, man. Season, but Jake Fromm has been great for yes. big games. I mean, I should go back to the Alabama games. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He he led, uh, you know, pretty dang good Georgia team. He led them to, you know, a national championship contention in a close game. So I feel like, you know, to say, I mean, and, and people who are game managers do not do that. You know, maybe a senior season game manager might do that. Now, has he played to his potential this year? Not at all. Um, and you could, you could, there's factors in that. I don't think it's all Jake Fromm's fault. I think, you know, usually if you look at, um, you know, especially in the NFL or really any league, you know, offensive coordinators, it's usually a two-year process a lot of times, especially when you, if you're one of these uh, kind of Lane Kiffany guys, which I think our guy James Coley is. He's kind of one of these hot shot coordinators. He's got fat playbook. Um, you know, I think it's important to simplify. I think that's what helped Jake Fromm so much his freshman year is we kept it kind of simple. Maybe we ought to go back to that a little bit in this game. We'll see, but that's you know that's not on us, but I think that to say that uh, he's a game manager to say you know to kind of buy into this narrative that Georgia's offense is you know shitty or bad or whatever you want to call it. Excuse my French. I don't think that that's true. I think that you know we have a good offense. We have what it takes to be uh, you know an elite team. Uh, to beat LSU, to win the national title for that matter. So, uh, you know, we haven't performed to that standard, uh, but I think that this week we can. We have a, a couple of things going into this week. I know you, uh, for those of you who don't know, you know DeAndre Swift, he's been kind of up and down. Um, Cheeto, do you want to kind of give the, you know, the down on what we're looking at injury-wise and uh, just personnel in general for this coming yeah. yeah, so for us coming up, uh, you know, if you're paying attention, uh, DeAndre Swift got banged up a little bit in the Tech game. Me personally, I think he probably just probably exaggerated the injury a little bit because he lost the fumble on that play. I think he's fine and that he should be good to go. What hurts us a lot more is that we will be without Lawrence Cager. Uh, and then going back to your WWE reference, we will be without <laughs> George Pickens <laughs> because he decided to lay the smackdown on a Tech DB, but that is neither here nor there. Um, but what is going to happen at the end of this game when it's all said and done is the old cliche of defense wins championships is going to be put to the ultimate test. Now, yes. uh, again, Joe Burrow has has been setting SEC single-season records like it is job to do so. Hey. He has thrown for 4,300-plus yards and has accounted for 40 four touchdowns this season. That is bonkers, especially going back to the his, going through the history of the SEC and recent history with the likes of uh, you know, Tua and Jalen Hurts and the seasons that these guys have had. Yeah. Minimum two hundred and seventy five yards a game. It, it's nuts. It, it's that's, absolutely nuts. That's crazy. And again the storyline is Joe Burrow going for the Heisman, front runner, uh coming into this game. Well, let me think about the last time that we faced a Heisman front runner in a big game. Oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield. And, yes, our offense helped us out on that day a lot, 
but we've been here before. Herbie has faced threats like this before. Will this be a challenge? Absolutely. But, you know, we have the blueprint, and I, I trust Kirby coming in. I, I, I really do. Now, the game plan, as a lot of people are saying, is it's really going to be on UGA. UGA is going to have to run the ball simply to keep the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands and keep their offense out of rhythm and limit their possessions in the game. I think that's got to be the number one thing. And for those of you, you know, football heads who really like to watch film and they're high on stats, um, you know, just furthering LSU's offense, they are no joke. Total offense on the year has been second in the nation with 560 yards. Scoring offense, second, 48.7 points per game. Their offense, their passing offense efficiency is fourth in the nation. And, and the list goes on. But you do see a blemish in their rushing yards per game, which if you don't establish the run, you're behind the chains, which is a disadvantage because we know how good UGA's defense is. And their turnover margin is plus six putting them at 24th, tied for 24th in the country. UGA is plus two, tied at 49. But if you if you know anything about Todd Billing, Todd Billing is uh, this guy who does great film work. All he's done this season, if you go and check out his YouTube page, he's shown uh, defenses that, um, that may be able to limit Joe Burrow, rushing three, maybe four, dropping eight, seven back in coverage, and playing the middle of the field, between the numbers, taking away that short pass game because LSU yes. likes to they like to attack in areas that are the path of the least resistance. Absolutely. And on the defensive side, their front seven has just not been up to LSU's own standards. So so again, like Keegan opened with, it's gonna be this game is gonna be decided more on LSU's defense, their weakness, and Georgia's offense weakness, quote unquote. And how we attack their front seven with pulling guards and, and traps and zones off tackle, inside the tackles, that is where the game is going to be won. And if you check out Top Billing, they do a great job breaking down the film. It's not highlights. It's real green football, but it really helps you to understand football in a way that you may have not before. So I would definitely recommend it to anybody who's interested. Yes, yeah, Top Billing is top of the line. I think if you just look at, you know, the box scores, just checking out the stats, you know, LSU is not – measured up very well against the run. Now, you're looking at a Georgia team that has, obviously, an elite offensive line and a pretty stacked, you know, running back despite, you know, even DeAndre Swift's potential injury. So I think that we really have a great opportunity to match up well against them. I think we match up well against them, period. Now, I think that, you know, if you look at the fact that LSU has an elite wide receiver group, that's really going to be what it comes down to is, is if we can jam them up, if we can get some pressure on Joe Burrow, if we can stop that group. I think they that is the one area that they head and shoulders outmatch us. You know, so, what, I mean, what, what would you like to see in, in their ability to, you know, kind of jam those guys up? Like, what, what would you – I mean, you're a defensive kind of guy. I know you played uh, linebacker in a couple of positions here and there. What, what You know, what do you think – what would you – Coach Cheeto, like the DC. It's it's just like what you said. It's do? about it's about putting pressure on these guys at the line of scrimmage. I want to see uh, Tyson Campbell out there, Eric Stokes out there, uh, Mark Webb out there. Some of these bigger guys pressing at the line and just allowing our safeties uh, and J.R. Reed and Richard LeCount to play 
their brand of ball. Now, uh, Richard LeCount can be suspect on the back end, but I think Kirby's probably coached him up the hardest this week as he's done all season. Those guys are going to be huge in not letting deep balls uh, go over our head. But not only that, we have to give credit to who, in my opinion, I think is the only other running back in the SEC, maybe even the nation, that really compares to DeAndre Swift. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, this guy is a super versatile back. Kirby has given him so much credit in his pressers all week, and if you watch the film, you'll understand exactly why. This guy, they'll put him in the backfield, motion him out. He can run, he can run plays from the slot. He can run uh, out of the backfield and catch passes from the backfield, and this, this kid is, is their X factor. He is their X factor. As important as DeAndre Swift is going to be to our success, he is going to be the same to LSU's. And I think if we stop him, contain him, I think we have a, a great chance to win this game. And I say that because uh, while I was you know, checking out the Twitter feed, I found some really good stats out there as well. LSU has given up 100 yards rushing in every game except for one this year. And UGA, on the other hand, has only allowed uh, – a uh, 100-yard rusher in one of all of its games, or 100-yard rushing. I don't even think it was one runner uh, in all of their games this year. So that's going to be huge this year. And, you know, for the defense, along with the wide receivers, which are, you know, these guys are going to be in the NFL. Two, I think, have 1,000 yards already on the season. We've got to be able to contain Joe Burrow. He doesn't scramble because he has running plays called for him. He scrambles to break contain keeps his eyes downfield and looks to pick up first downs when you bring a spy, when you bring a, uh, somebody from the secondary trying to make a play. Um, but we've dealt with this in Ian Book from Notre Dame, Kellen Mond from Texas A&M, and then just last week, Georgia Tech, obviously, in their dual threat quarterback, Graham. We dominated him, and that's what I'd like to see uh, remnants of coming into the SEC championship game. Um, but with all that being said, the defense can have a great day. We need Jake Fromm to be at his best on the biggest stage of the season, as he has been before. So it's not like we're asking, you know, for the world here. Just let, cut it loose, young fella, and, like, play your game, dude. We know you got it in you. You can lead this offense. Like, if Coley's up there in the booth calling some boo-boo plays, bruh, check it at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> and, like, just do your thing, man. Like, I trust Jay Ross. I know he's not getting a lot of love this season. Uh, and if that means he comes back for his senior season, so be it. But I trust him in big games, and I don't think I don't think anybody can like with an honest, with a straight face, tell me that Jake Fromm hasn't been big in big games for us. Uh, and then Rodrigo is obviously up for the Lou Groza Award, which goes to the best kicker in the country. I I expect and I hope and we need him to be at his best because if we can't end up putting it in the end zone, we are going to need that leg, and Hot Rod's that guy. So I think this is this it's actually great for the media because the matchups are so perfect and it's great for storylines, but this is going to make for really great football. This is going to be the best game of the weekend. Uh, and an upset, which I don't think Georgia fans will consider it upset if it is, it would be just amazing. And either way, Kirby's done a great job. We're 11-1 coming into this game, guys. Um, there's, there's no reason to start the – the chance of Kirby's got to go and all this garbage. Kirby's been great, and Kirby's going to get better. Through four years, uh, Georgia is 43-11. and 11. Mark Rick's first four years were his best years, and we were 42-10. and 10. So he is – his trajectory is 
it's skyward. It's skyward. I don't think he's going to fall off like Mark Rick inevitably did. Um, I trust the man, and I, I would just like him to get some credit and get this win on Saturday. I'm not going to lie to you. Me too. I think Kirby will, you know, help us pull it through, and I think this will kind of, you know, it's sad, though, that narratives get, you know, thrown around because if he goes one and two in SEC championship games versus two and one, it, you know, it's just like night and day versus what the taste in your mouth. So hopefully, you know, Kirby, you know, gets that respect. I think he deserves. He's really like put, he's put the program on an elite level of recruiting. Although, uh, Mark Rick's records were there. The college playoff football system was not in place. Right. It was different. And, you know, and he really never got to be in the conversation. So while on paper, yes, you can say, uh, his records, this and that, uh, it's just different because, you know, like Georgia fans never got to feel elite, you know, in those years where we should have been. And yeah, you could argue if the college football club would have been there, they'd have, yeah, I know. <laughs> but they weren't. And we, you know, we played Hawaii and we whipped their ass and we played, you know, we played all these teams and we, you know, we killed it in the bowls, but it didn't mean anything. You know, um, you know, the players got some uh, cool stuff from the sponsors, but us fans didn't really get to, you know, bask in the war. Yeah, I didn't get nothing. So I'm just saying, I feel like, you know, as fans, you know, for what it's worth, and it's not all about what we get, because, you know, Christmas is coming up and it's all about giving. But at the same time, Kirby has given us more than Rick ever had, sadly, because we got to be in elite conversations for once, outside of just, you know, getting away from a, from games that really matter. So, And again, it's no disrespect. It's just, as yeah. I think we get a little bit spoiled. Like, and, we have so much grumbling in our fan base right now. And again, I understand where some of where some of the justification is, but a lot of it's just unwarranted. We're eleven and one. We won the SEC East again. That means Florida's not here. That means South uh, Carolina, Missouri, some of these some of these teams that have stolen it from us the last few years, they're not here. Tennessee, they're not here. We are. But at the end of the day, man, we and we earned it. We we lost that game to South Carolina, but hey, if we if we beat LSU, who's gonna remember that and who's gonna care? Not me. I'll tell you that right now. Not me at all. Yeah, me either. Now, with that being said, uh, again, I want to just go back to that Auburn LSU game. LSU won in Death Valley against Auburn, twenty-three to twenty. I think that we can hold LSU to about what Auburn did. So I'm going to give LSU twenty-four points. I want Rodrigo to win the Lou Groza and send us the college football playoff with a field goal at the end of regulation. Dog on top, 27-24. Pick them. Sure. Hey, I like it. Now, I feel like we will hold them to 24, but I think we come up on top. Rodrigo has a couple of dirty field goals, and we end up whipping them 41-24. to 24. 41? Boy, I'm, I'm going to drive down to Atlanta and shake your hand if that's the case. <laughs> I'll tell you that right well, you, now. well, you might have to. Hey, and for the fans that need some confidence in my score prediction, just know, you know, last week I said we would, you know, win our game 56 to 10. 52 to 7, pretty close, so we'll see. You let it slide on. I hey, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, and then also, uh, this may, may, may not make a lot of dog nation happy. But for me, I would welcome it. 
there has been some rumblings going on because Mike Bobo has recently been released from Colorado State. And for those of you who may not know, obviously Bobo coached here before, which may make some of you upset or have some nightmares. But him and Kirby Smart are essentially best friends. Bobo was the best man at his wedding, and he's looking for a place to go, and I hope Coley's going to be looking for a place to go if lose this game due to <laughs> I did and not know they were that close, though. They, they're That's... very close. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. yes, sir. And it could be a match made in heaven because the thing about Bobo, Bobo averaged, our offenses averaged 34.11 points per game from 2007 to 2014. And, though, and he coached quarterbacks like, uh, let's see, David Green, T.J. Shockley, Matthew Stafford, who are going to be a number one draft pick overall, and Aaron Murray, who holds a lot of Georgia's records and SEC records as well. So I think that could be, you know, an elite offense, an elite defense. Uh, just look out for it. Not saying it's going to happen, um, but we'll see. We'll talk about that after this championship game. But we got some predictions, and – uh, yeah, all I can say is go dogs. Expect some good defense and expect one hell of a game tomorrow, guys. Go dogs. I guess that's it for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it there and uh Dog Nation, we'll see you guys soon. As always. Off the leash. Off the leash. That is my dog show, my dog. That is my dog. That is my dog. That is my dog show, my dog.